Okay, I don't know if the air got sucked out of the arena. I felt like it did. It did. But the air got sucked Who out of my house. Who chicken in the ring? Nick, welcome to the podcast. My man, Lit Nick, is here for all the way from ATL. Script, Asking the real questions. Script writer extraordinaire. I have my man, Ray. Hello. And I am KP, and we will be talking about... The most strange ending I have seen to a WrestleMania recently, something I thought would never happen this year. And then we'll go through the rest of WrestleMania, and we're going to do all of that on this Go Home Heat podcast after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus. Featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. Okay, before we get into the match, Roman Reigns wins due to whatever. <laughs> what, what's your initial opinion of it, Nick? Lol, Roman wins. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, here's what I'm going to preface this by saying this. A year or so ago, I was talking with Ray, and I talked about this also during like Clash of the Castle, because Ray said, when in regards to when Roman beat Edge and Daniel Bryan, it's like, if not them, then who? And I said, who's, they weren't the ones really destined to do it. I didn't feel it. it was narratively, it didn't work. When it came to Drew Clash of the Castle, you can't do it Clash of Absolutely. Ray asked me again, if not here, then when? Not Drew, then who? And now we get Cody in Mania. And I'm sitting here at the very end, and I'm asking the same thing Ray asked me back then. If not now, then when? And if not Cody, then who? A great match overall, though. Yeah, well... But I'm I'm perplexed well, like, if not Cody... Then who? If not now, then when? I... Okay, so... I guess my main criticism... This is only really of the second night of Mania. It's that I mainly disagreed with uh, the creative decisions. Just generally, who won. And for... For most of the time, that doesn't really sully a match for me. It doesn't, right? But for this match... And, and actually, the entire Bloodline storyline, it kind of sullies the whole thing for me. Because I, I just, I don't, storyline-wise, it is incoherent to have Roman win at this point. I, 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 I don't know, it gives, it gives off the feel like nobody, it gives off the feel that they just wanted like a moment like this. And they, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it gives, they were afraid to pull the trigger on Cody, which is stupid considering that people were losing their mind over Cody. Allow me to go through the match quickly. We get yeah, the, I think I might have an answer, but I'll wait for you to go through I, I the match. I don't know. I, okay, hold on I, to that thought. Hold yeah, on to that thought. We'll hold on. We get the Cody entrance. It's fantastic. We get the moment where he goes to Brody Huber. And as, as we all know him as the leader of the Dark Order, the son of um, him and Brody Lee. Brody Lee. Oh, yeah. 
and we get, you know, the moment where he's holding the, the, his daughter, and it's it's wonderful. And then Roman has this grand entrance. He comes out. It feels like a huge fight moment, and then we get the match. And it's typical Roman Reigns championship match. It starts kind of slow where he's kind of on top much of the time early. Then he begins to fall behind. You have the cheating whenever Cody gets things in, in his manner. Again, it's the tip. It, it, I don't want to say typical because there's always differences in his matches. But there are similarities. And this one is the blueprint of Solo's going to help me. We get it where Solo helps with the chair shot to the ribs. Cody has to stumble through that. Eventually, Solo gets caught with the weight belt to the back. back. Referee hears it, kicks Solo out. Okay, Roman's on his own now. We get we get really great back and forth. There's a moment in here where um, Roman is so desperate, he does a jawbreaker, which I don't know that I've ever seen him do, turns into a headbutt, which is kind of a famous Samoan lineage thing. And then he, he kind of ground and pounds for a moment. We get him with the guillotine as we think he's going to win in this manner. Not really, but maybe. And Cody, for the first time that I've seen, somebody slips out the back door on a guillotine as Cody pulls the elbow, gets out, and he gets his own mount, ground and pound. All of this is fantastic stuff. Cody winds up counting with a pedigree somewhere in there to give us the Triple H callback. Yeah. Then we get the stretch run of, well, first, no, I, I, I could have this wrong. We're doing this immediately following but we get the stretch run where Cody hits the bionic elbow, he drops to the floor. He does Dustin's move with the slap to the face. He hits his first and second crossroads. It looks like now there are a couple times where Roman had really hot counters for the uh, Cody cutters. Again, it, it was it was a really good match up until the the tail end there. Then we have. Uh, uh, something that I don't mind as the run-in with the Uso sets up a run-in with Sammy no. and them. You tell us the story, and Ray and I both said they need to reboot the match I, right here. Don't I, let it finish on this. I absolutely have no problem with this. Right, so they reboot the yeah, match. They good. have the test of wills. They get back to the finish, and now Cody has him dead to rights. He's going to hit the crossroads a second or third time. It's going to be over. Solo comes running out with a hoodie on, just like he did at Clash of the Castle. I guess you could call that a callback. He hits the Samoan spike. Roman hits the spear. One, two, three. I'm slacking a gap, which means my mouth's wide open. I'm stunned. I don't know what to say. You said you had a theory, Nick. Tell us. I it's now this is not to be like, oh, this redeems it. I mean, maybe we'll look back in a year and understand it. But my thought is what if this is set up for Jay? Like, next day we Jay see, Uso? like, Roman. Yeah, because Roman is going to be happy with Solo. Uso's done messed up. They're the ones who screwed up. So they get annexed off the island, and we see the reboot of Jay Uso to main event Jay Uso as he finally, to conclude how this story began with Roman, finally toppling this abusive person who's been controlling him since day one ish. Yeah, I don't I, agree that there's nowhere to go with the story. I, I think it's not nowhere to go. I'm because just saying I, you still have yeah. Seth in play. You still have 
Jay in play. You still have Cody in play. Let's admit it. Cody had him beat. Cody's still in play. You can reboot this at SummerSlam. But it, it's never. It was never going to hit like it would have hit today. I agree. It's I agree. True. I'm not happy with the decision. I'm, not, I'm just yeah. saying. I, right. What I I'm is, with you on this. Group. What I, I, firmly believe, and and maybe this is delusion on my part because if you know, Dad knows, but I've always liked Cody. Maybe that's delusion. Maybe that's preference. But I genuinely feel like Cody, if he won tonight, he could have been the babyface that WWE wanted since Hogan. And that's I, a huge statement. You know? I think that's a huge statement, but they had everyone in there chanted with him. Everyone in there sang Kingdom with him. I do think, too, one thing Roman does really well early in matches. And my... My issue, you, you say that, like, Roman's matches are different, right? And I guess my issue is that with Roman winning now, this just kind of seems like another Roman match. And I feel like it's just going to get lost within the shuffle, and I feel, I, I don't know. It's just, I, okay, the I'm, whole thing, this, it, let's, no, let's, it's a non-starter for me. Let's it's start into this, though. Here is my theory coupled with two things that I observed today pre-WrestleMania. The reason why I said Seth is still in play, the reason why is because out of the blue, Roman was talking about people that would take his schedule if they were good enough at pro wrestling that WWE would let him have it. And the only name he named was Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was out of the blue in an in a, in a Ariel Hawani uh, yep. interview. The other thing that I heard him say in that thing was I've had three billion dollar gross years as the champ nobody else is close you can combine everybody else's they don't equal yeah. mine he said that later that day we found out that wwe is very close to an agreement they may announce it tomorrow for a nine billion dollar sale to the company that owns ufc along with oh other you things. know oh, if they, oh hold on if you're suggesting the reason that cody lost is because we can make money on a pay-per-view later that just okay. That makes it worse for me. No, not at all. That That's is, not at all that what I'm suggesting. That makes it that okay. makes it feel like kind of like a corporate shill. What I am yeah. I am absolutely suggesting a corporate shill. But what I am suggesting is you're selling a company for nine point eight billion dollars. You have a lead character in said role on television show that is getting two point four million views every Friday night. And the other shows getting 1.7 or something million views with Cody. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily jump the gun till that sale is over. You don't change the head of this company, whether it be Vince McMahon and Paul Levesque or whether it be Roman Reigns until ink has been dried on the contracts to ensure the $9.8 billion sell. But that's worse, isn't it? I'm just telling you what I think happened. Okay, so this isn't a I'm okay with this. This is more of like a statement of what you believe may have occurred. I'm just saying yeah. it's hard for me to fathom changing who your champion is when you can – it's not a real sport. You wouldn't say, hey, we've got this television show where uh, J.R. Ewing is the focal point and then yeah. decide – to 
take J.R. Ewing. I'm, I'm, this is a terrible example because nobody who remembers who J.R. Ewing with, is, but right? With that. But you wouldn't take that guy out of the lead role right as you sell to a bigger company. Go ahead. But with that, the storyline wasn't going to a point where that was ending. With this, the storyline was ending. I agree that you could absolutely tell someone who fully under... And again, I am totally conspiracy theorying right here. So it's okay if everybody thinks I'm crazy. No, you sound right. We're That's rationalizing. Fine. We're rationalizing. I'm not rationalizing. I'm just literally giving you this crazy scenario. But what I'm thinking yeah. is I can tell you, hey, it's okay. He's not the champ. He's still going to be on the shows. The show's still going to be going around him. The guy who's fixing to sign that contract may a week ago, two weeks ago, have needed to hear that Jerry Seinfeld will still be the main focal point of the Seinfeld show. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, but wrestling's not like that. But if you really but not- just because you have billions of dollars doesn't mean you understand how wrestling works. You're not selling it to a wrestling person, you're selling it to a corporation and a man who owns UFC who doesn't watch wrestling probably. To me, wrestling's more like something like Big Brother. I totally agree. I, I feel like you could totally sell it to, if you were selling this company to Tony Khan, you could tell him Roman's still going to be there every week and it would be fine. But you probably aren't. Uh-huh. But okay, let's move away from that and let's move no, no, away no. from, go go ahead. That's my issue. We can't move away from this, which, which is my problem. There was a whole. There was a whole show, but no one's going to talk about it because of this. Oh, I'm going to talk about one other thing. <laughs> Okay, I get where you're going for, but for the purposes of of the pod, I know that was just me making my statement. I get, like, it. I get, it. no, and I do, I don't disagree because I do feel like remember the Brock Lesnar Money in the Bank. There was, I think, yeah. AJ Styles versus was, Seth Rollins on that card. Yeah. One of the match of the year candidates wasn't even mentioned in match of the year talk because everybody thought about Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and, and his boombox. That was the reason. Uh, if um, we haven't done a podcast, there's one match. We haven't done a no. podcast with uh, New Japan Jared. Uh, in a while. That's why he doesn't watch WWE anymore. I get it. I get it. Now, what do you want to bring up, Nick? The, that match was? Threat for the Intercontinental. We'll talk about it later. Let's do it. Go right Let's into it. it. Let's talk Go about right it right into now it. Because, oh, it was right. A, because it was a match of the year candidate. It was a banger. It was the match. It was the match of WrestleMania weekend. It was the best. It was the best. I, uh, Jamil Davis, <laughs> one of our podcast contributors, stated in our group text, that he thought that was the second best Intercontinental Championship match to Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage. I would agree with that. And I would also say that I believe, just so you know how highly I think of this match, my number one match of all time is Randy Savage versus Ricky Ricky Steamboat, Steamboat. WrestleMania 3. So that's the... level That's the level that I put this match at. Very, very high. Match of the year candidate. Absolutely. And I, I, I don't, I, I like. They beat the hell out of each other. They did. The storytelling was also really good. Storytelling Absolutely. was great. Now, I. But you didn't like the ending. None I of us know. did. I didn't, I didn't like the Gunther one. I felt like Sheamus should have won. That's my thing. That's, I... that's a lot of like, they're mo- with most of the matches, these are nitpicks. Right. right correct. Like, except, pretty much every match except for the main event, it's like a nitpick. Right. Because like it. It doesn't. It doesn't really mess up the match that Gunther won, right? 
but it's just like I really do think Seamus should have had that moment. Seamus and I do think I do think, I do think it kind of the night two kind of ended up being a little underwhelming because every championship was retained. And I think that's kind of it, while that Fair might enough. have been what night one. Night one was like everything was flipping around. Night one right. stuff was flipping around, but I, I think because of that, uh, this night felt a little bit underwhelming. I felt like, too, the beauty of the Gunther, Sheamus, Drew match was that eventually, even though you had the moments where Gunther was one-on-one with each of them, and then you had the moments where they both beat up Gunther, the core of the match was Sheamus and Drew, and they're fighting each other. That was the beating heart. And so Gunther getting to come in there and finish it off like that because he withstood punishment from both of them, sat out, and also, came back. It made sense, and we still have the belt on the guy. And you can't take the belt off Gunther until you have a champion for him to wrestle. And I don't think you. I don't think Gunther yeah. needs to lose until he wins the world no, championship. I'm absolutely. I'm absolutely right? not angry at Gunther losing. I right. just. I just. I. I wanted the moment to go to Sheamus, and I also thought, you know, like uh, if Gunther would lose. Uh, they were going to do it in a triple threat where they would just have Drew lose. But I guess Drew also can't lose. So. Okay, quickly, let's wrap up night one. Lesnar almost. Did you guys enjoy it? I liked it. You know, the best Omos match I've ever seen. It was. It was <laughs> Actually, honestly, he had a really good one with Braun Strowman, too. But his, his two matches at pay-per-views have been entertaining because the guys he was in there with were big, as, big like he is. Not like he is, but big also. And they were able to... Uh, kind of work with him and make him look good yeah. in his limited skill set. Yeah, Brock sold his ass off for this guy. Absolutely, and like I, I, I believe, like ever, I've seen. I, I like Omos, and right. I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go out there. I'll put myself out there. I, I like the guy. He seems like a nice guy. You're an Omo sapien. I'm an Omo sapien. sapien. Yes, sir. Y'all are all, <laughs> y'all are all homophobes. All right, and like, <laughs> I am an Omo sapien. <laughs> Fair enough. Why you gotta be an homophobe, Oose? All right. All right. But oh. like, wait. Oh, absolutely. Now, women's tag showcase was not a showcase. It was bad. It was the worst match of WrestleMania Ooh. weekend. It was bad. Uh, underwhelming. What happened to Shayna's boot? I'm still confused. She must have twisted her go? ankle somewhere in there. I just don't know how. Which leads us to Shane McMahon, who I don't know how he blew his <laughs> knee out either, but he straight blew his knee out in what should have been a three-move match. And I've seen that Shane, now think thing. about the, the weirdness of this, because I've seen Shane jump off everything and not die. I've seen I've seen Shane get belly-to-bellied into actual glass, yeah. fall down, and bonk his head on the concrete floor and get back up and then do it three more times. Straight then- facts. This is a fact. Nick, I don't know if you know this, but Kurt Angle and him are having this match, and it's like an all-nothing-matters match. There's supposed to be a sugar glass wall that he's getting thrown through. Yeah. And Kurt couldn't get him through that, so he just threw him till he eventually put him through real glass because Kurt got it mixed up which ones they were, to which Vince told him afterwards, never again, Kurt, (laughs) because he was doing that to his kid. You know what I'm saying? And the Titantron jumps, all of that, and then he just does a quick leapfrog over the top of Dude, the Miz and like blows GM his knee out. Unreal. Snoop Dogg saved that whole segment, Snoop by Dogg, the way. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. That was, that improv. was great improv. That was good Thank improv. you, Snoop Dogg. But just, man, what age does The he? ring general, Snoop Dogg. The ring general. Yes. The ring, yes. Now, uh, Bianca versus Oscar. We liked it. I liked it. I thought again, it was good. Again, I felt like oh, it's just... 
I really, I, I understand that Bianca is the new face, right? I understand she's the new John Cena. I get that. I should just accept it for now. I should just accept that they're never I mean, going. She's super talented. She's, she's amazing. She's amazing. I should just accept that they're never going to give Asuka my Her favorite, flowers, right? my favorite women's wrestler of all time. I just, arguably the greatest women's wrestler of all time. I don't. I just got to accept that they're never going to give her anything. Right. I just, I just, I got to, ne- never. Any one of the WrestleMania matches that she has lost. She should have won. Any one of them, you can make the excuse, hey, we needed to go this way. But the fact is, once you get to three or four, now you're saying, okay, but you've always picked somebody else. At some point, you yeah, should have picked Oscar. You know what I mean? Maybe you shouldn't have picked Oscar this time. Maybe it should have been when the streak was alive with Charlotte. But at some point, you should have picked Oscar. You know, and they never did it. And I'm worried, too, when I watch how Io Shirai is booked currently, and we'll get to that match in a second, I worry she's going to suffer the same fate because of the, as we know, Vince may be back around. Again, that could have had something to do with Cody. As we know, Vince has never, never, could have had something to do with with Hunter as well, but Vince has never put over the invading company in a public forum. Mm. Cody is the invading company, whether you like it or not. Mm. You know what I mean? Ask Sting about it. He'll tell you. He'll tell yeah. you, you know, and Hunter yeah, and right, Vince were right. in on that too. Now let's move on to, and I did, I, I love this match. I thought the storytelling was great. I thought Bella had a it wonderful a performance. Match. It was a great match. Shout out to, by the way, Bianca's outfit. And, 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 Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, she had some wardrobe malfunctions during that match. She but, was uh, fighting her top. I, that's not what I meant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. We know you were saying that. I, I know. I'm I know. Bianca's outfit was a nice nod. Did you say very that nice. during Jake Cargill's too? Yeah. I thought it was a very good match. I, I absolutely, and I'm not even particularly angry with Bianca winning because right. she's Bianca. Right. I can't be mad at Bianca. At least not yet. Edge Finn was crazy. It was everything it was supposed to be. There was the weirdness Edge of him. Finn started bleeding everywhere. Right. Yeah, I guess... That kind of took me out of it a little bit. It, it It's absolutely not their fault. It's not their fault. Let me get one thing straight. Not their fault. If Vin, if if Finn like hit an artery, I would absolutely want them to to oh, like per, to preserve his life and instead of this wrestling match. That being said, in what is supposed to be a like a Hell in a Cell match, Vin, Finn starts bleeding a little bit. You get the medical personnel out here. Because it's too extreme for Helen SL. Mick Foley didn't die for this. I, I don't think so. I think that was a legitimate. We're checking to make sure he's okay. Yeah. And when they because so, the second curse. time the second time he started bleeding, they didn't get in there because she had seen where the cut was on his head and knew he was going to be all right. Okay. You remember now she can't look from outside of the cage. Apparently, think um, about it. Finn's got black stuff yeah. all over his face and red stuff and purple stuff all over his face. You can't look from outside of the cage and see where he's cut and say, yeah, he's good. Okay. You have to get in there and that actually makes, look to yeah, see if he's sense. okay. You that know? makes sense. I, I get that. I get that. Uh, but but Edge beat the shit out of him. Uh, Ooh, oh, yeah. Watch they, my mouth. They, they got, <laughs> yeah, this, 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 was, this was great. This was, uh, this was very fun. There was two of those. Now, let's move into uh, night one. You, didn't, you weren't fond of Cena versus Theory. That was okay. I thought it was mediocre. I, it just how many seems like bumps did we hit in both nights of WrestleMania? By the way, because after a minute, I'm like, we keep doing these ref bumps. Yeah, because yeah. it began with a ref bump in night one, and it ended with a ref bump in night two. 
It did. It Maybe did. That's the storytelling. It, and that was they do. That was their crutch for their stories this week, right? That was their crutch for the stories this week. Was the referee gets bumped, and that's when Theory pulls out the win on the crotch shot. It was a little underwhelming to have Cena come back and lose on something as simple as that. That was my real issue with the Roman in- ending. wasn't just the way it ended. It was that it felt like the end of an episode of SmackDown, it felt, not like the end of an episode of WrestleMania. It, it felt like the that end is of, it. It felt like the end of every Roman match. <laughs> okay, and <laughs> that's and so, how they all end is because of some garbage. Let's move into. I'm sorry. I, I have fine. frustrations with. Oh, that's yeah. why we're here. That's why we're here. But like, it's, it's the basic heel thing of like, oh, and then my buddies come out to beat this. It's the NWO. I know, I know, I know. I probably sound it's like the MJF. Thing it's it's, it's good like, though. Oh, here comes my. I've realized. I've, re- I've realized that I probably sound like I'm like complaining a lot during this. It, it. I. I really liked this show. It's just I'm a little. I'm a little antsy after that finish. It was a great so, weekend of wrestling. It was. It was a phenomenal weekend of wrestling. It was an all-timer WrestleMania. But it was front-heavy, and we're getting into that because the, yes. the tag team showcase for the men was phenomenal. That was a very good. It was It was very What a good. fun time. And it was the Street Profits go over. The home stretch was fantastic because everybody had their high-flying Shorty moves. G. Shorty G's amazing. Chad Gable, <laughs> is, uh, Chad Gable is a national treasure, and he should be valued. Um and that was one of the low-end great matches on that night. Yeah. Because the Becky-Trish-Lita match was almost as good as that match we're talking about. It was pretty all right. It was well done. I don't think there was anything incredibly memorable unless you were there and you saw these legends. I will say that the way the legends, including Stacey Keebler, have aged from that era is pretty incredible. Trish and Lita can still flat-out wrestle. Trish, yeah. you can go. Yeah, and and they were in there with some of the great bump takers in in Bailey and Dakota and EO. EO got to showcase herself a little bit, not as much as I'd like. Becky gets to be the man. They go over, fine, whatever. Let's move into Seth Logan. I thought this was fantastic. This was was this was fantastic. This was Seth. Uh, Whoever designed BK appreciation match. Yes, absolutely. I thought. even 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 the KSI stuff, I thought yeah. I thought it was novelty. I thought it was silly, wow. but it was perfectly WrestleMania. It was absolutely absolutely, and you had the crazy outfit Seth wore. You had Logan flying in on the zip line. You had the crazy spot product placement, as well as mm-hmm. Seth being able to pull him in and eat that and eat that frog splash from uh, the top of the. Turnbuckle two outside of the ring on Spanish announcer table. That was well done. The way Seth had Logan, I would guess Seth was big on writing part of this match. Whoever did write this match, they had Logan wrestle wrestle early, which was not what we expected. It legitimized Logan in some ways. You had Seth dead to rights several times. Then you had Seth come through and win it. And Seth won. And I think it was beautiful. Right. Right, it and was beautifully Seth done. Won. And Seth won. The right ending. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. That was phenomenal. Absolutely. absolutely. The redemption. I feel redemption. like it was it, was, it I think it is absolutely insane that you can have a build up as kind of middling as it was mm-hmm. and then have a match like this where it just it explode it was it was it was so good. It felt like like I guess I mentioned earlier like the like after Rhea lost the NXT title to Charlotte this is 
her finally getting hers back. I felt like the way we did this match in which Rhea thinks she has Charlotte and she doesn't finish her. And then Charlotte, and so Rhea has to dig deep into a spot that she doesn't know she has because at this point is when she lost last time. And then you have Charlotte who thinks she's put Rhea away. And so she's got to dig deeper too. And then you have their test of strength. And then you have Charlotte trying to go to a place she hasn't as she's got her up on a top on a turnbuckle trying to do something up there. And that gets turned into by a counter into the uh, pump handled slam. And we get the finish on that. I thought it was perfect. I thought Rhea proved she had more metal in this moment. It was the story they wanted to tell. They did it correctly. Meltzer says one of the best women's matches in the history of WWE. I will say that is... I think that's, I think that's, fair. To, that's fair. To me, that is the best women's match I've seen that doesn't have Sasha Banks in it. In WWE? Uh, Everything you mean I didn't general. qualify that. I just said that. Boom. Right there. Sasha Banks, Bailey. Sasha Banks, Becky in a K in, a, in Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks, Charlotte. All those matches, are, there are three or four of those that I would put in this class. But to me, though, uh, even Sasha Belair was really great too. But, and I, I don't really ever think of Charlotte being, uh, Sasha being one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, but literally, I do believe that. Yeah. And I think Ripley has some of these in her. If, if some of the people that are sort of her style, uh, her style and size, or if they get her in there at EO and give them 30 minutes, yeah. it can happen. I still, I'm still kind of under the opinion, though this match was great, I'm still kind of under the opinion that if I could do something, I would switch um, and have it be Rhea versus Bianca and Charlotte versus Asuka. Then. And you can have the redemption there. And then I you guess. can have the redemption for Asuka, and then, you could, and then you could have Rhea win. Luckily for us, though, Ripley and Bianca will be wrestling at WrestleManias against each other, I'm sure, yeah. three or four and times. Yeah, and then they'll unify the title. and then Yeah, know. and then like they'll give it to and somebody. Then Rhea, and like. then Rhea Ripley's going to have her bloodline. Then we'll give it to Cody Rhodes. Rhea Ripley will have to find all of her relatives to come help her <laughs> over Bianca. Now, let's... Um, Buddy Murphy comes running right. in. <laughs> Montez yeah, I mean, is putting on all that weight to another, become like, her uh, Bianca's solo. It's Bronson Reed, Austra they're Australian, they're related... Now, the, the there's a bloodline in there. Dom Ray, I thought was fantastic. I thought this was this was a very satisfying match. There Rise is a lot of funny stuff that you happened. You had a in lot of <laughs> night one had a lot of the person yeah. you thought was going to win one. You know what I think? What I think night one felt more Triple H while night two kind of felt a little Vince. <laughs> you know, I, I was it. thinking it. I, I didn't so say too. it, but I was thinking because, it because because night one get it. night one. It was like, oh yeah, we're gonna have buildups and payoffs that make sense, and like make people happy. Mm -hmm. Versus swerve, swerve, swerve. And uh, yeah, and night two was like, oh, you, that's just the status quo. Swerve, we swerve, can't do swerve, that. Swerve. We can't. It's like, okay. why do you think people like the NXT? Ray Dom. Ray Dom. Oh yeah, I, I thought this match was very satisfying, and I thought again, I, I just um, want to comment before we leave this alone is oh, just the Dominic opening being one of the prison? funniest things I've ever seen. Oh my god, and coming out of prison and dude, with a tear. Okay, what was Ray's great to me about that, and to me this was a tongue. In, you'd have to ask Hunter. To me, this was a tongue in cheek 
wink and nod and eye roll to the John Moxleys and all these other guys who decided to talk about being in jail when they were in the WWE and how stupid it is. Moxley <laughs> had that whole I broke out of jail thing before he went into AEW and all that. And the I'm not talking about the whole program, but having Dom in jail get <laughs> out and brought in really felt like, do you know what kind of clowns you are when you each had high six-figure to million-dollar jobs and called this being in jail? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe I'm reading too much into but it. You, you, uh, I, I, but, I can see you read, but I think you are going a little too far. But I can see. I, I can, it's a bit of a stretch. It's Dude, a bit of a stretch. Totally felt like it. But like, but like, um, Ray's entrance was also like uh, that. Spot. That's like an all-time mania entrance for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, and, and like that, like great Muda mask, the La Viva La Raza. coming oh. out, coming out with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Doggy D O double G. That was, no, that was not Snoop Dogg. That was Snoop Doggy Dogg. Yes. Now, to the rap. KO, Sammy, versus Usos. Pat McAfee, we're going to ignore the Pat McAfee. I, 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 I literally want to ignore Pat McAfee, if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad he's back. I hope he's on SmackDown Friday. I love Pat McAfee. That was a waste of my time, having him come out and do all that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm old. I don't. You know, it was eleven o'clock. I'm old. I don't need all that. Wait, moving on. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I, again, I want to emphasize. I love Kittle, the tight end for the 49ers. I absolutely love Pat McAfee. I could have done without all that. that, now, that you know what, and if we hadn't have done that, you know what else we'd have right now? Me. We'd have a Shane O'Mac with two knees instead of one. If we hadn't have done all that in night one. So there we go. What made the Shane stuff so funny was that like he popped his knee and they just completely forgot about him. Oh, uh, well. Like, like they just, like, it, no, no. It's funny. He's cool. Right when he jumped up, said Shane still got it. Right when he lands on his feet. Shane yeah. still got it. But you could see. But we on TV could see it buckle. I saw his knee give. I saw his you knee know? buckle. I saw it pop. It and was, it's not funny. It, it just, no, it's, it's not funny, but, but it was yes, very comedically it. timed. Right. And now, I hope Shane's doing well. Absolutely. But. Absolutely. Shane's going to be okay. Everybody knows he's fine. Now, uh, KO Sammy. striker in pro wrestling. Back. The potatoes yeah. are coming back. Don't, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KO Sammy versus Usos. It was the emotional payoff we wanted. It was. They told the story I, perfectly through the match. Kevin and Sammy are great tag team wrestlers. When it was over, Kevin Owens said, I hope we did the Briscoes proud. And that got me. That got me when I read he said that. You know, they believe in tag team wrestlings. And the Usos are the greatest tag team that the WWE has produced. Mm -hmm. The New Day is close, but it's three instead of two. So I'm going to go with, until Solo Sequoia tags in for one of them, Absolutely. I'll go with the Usos I, just because of that. I would have to look back uh, at, at, the, at the triple threat match, but I would have to look back and see whether or not those two were the best match. Which one of those two was the best match of WrestleMania weekend? I'm going to say something real quick. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, very fair, very good. I have a great match. Um, no notes. I, I'm I'm saying this because I I've been holding this in for a day. Some years ago, Ray and I were talking about something while watching Mania, 
And you said to me, there will never be a tag team main event in WrestleMania. I remember this clear as day because you laughed in my face. Granted, I, that's because I was listing off different tag teams and said heavy machinery, and you're like, they're not doing it, which is fair. But I'm just saying, lo and behold, here we are. In my opinion, this was the main event of me. The most, the, it, I heard it said by multiple people. Ariel Hawani said it. And if I pronounce his name incorrectly, I apologize, but I highly recommend this podcast. Um, whether it's an entertainment or UFC or wrestling, he's fantastic at interviewing people. But he said the most important tag match in WrestleMania history, WWE history, since Mr. T and Hulk Hogan wrestled Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Now, the reason why you may roll your eyes at that if you're listening to this podcast, but I want you to understand Vince McMahon bet his ability to own a wrestling company, he put every penny, everything he had into on one main event. And it was that. And it was Hogan, Mr. T, versus Orndorff and Piper. And that, my friends, was the moment that crushed the territory system and WWE started on its way to becoming a global brand. Mm-hmm. It all is genesis from there. And I think that to underrate what what a crazy scenario that had to happen for tag team wrestling to get this respect in this moment. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn had to be Kofi Mania Brian Danielson hot in order for this moment to happen and we had to have a two-night WrestleMania or it still wouldn't have happened. And yet, not only did it happen, but they gave us the payoff. Mm-hmm. And we have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens who are... PW, they had the PWG logos on their pants. That got me. Oh, yeah. That got, that, I was like, oh, man. Here's the thing. When they brought... Go ahead. When they won, I saw, I saw so many tweets. I was like, bro, I almost cried. Yeah. And then <laughs> like that, but like when when they won, I felt like, dude, it was it was crazy. It, it, it was a crazy feeling that like I don't think I felt since I, like since Daniel Bryan, or since Kofi. Daniel Bryan since I don't know if I felt that feeling since uh, NXT Takeover New Orleans when Gargano won. Right. Right, uh, and I like I like it, guys. As frustrating as it is that Roman Reigns is still your champion, we got this. You live in a world where Steen Erico is your world champion tag team, and, and they and main, main evented WrestleMania, and they will be the primary storyline along with Roman on Monday and Friday nights. Two of the when Cody said, "Hey, I'm doing this for," in in an interview with Ariel, he said, "I'm doing this for all the indie wrestlers, everybody that's thought they couldn't climb this high," and and he he knows he could have lost in that interview. He he didn't. He understands like everybody else understands. Main eventing WrestleMania matters whether you win or lose. Mm-hmm. But those two guys going over at WrestleMania in a tag team format 
is Ring of Honor, um, MLW, Impact, being lifted, being lifted to a level mm-hmm. that really you didn't think was possible. And don't discredit what AEW has done with triple, with uh, six man tag and tag team wrestling and allowing it to shine. Don't minimize that because that's a part of them thinking this Absolutely. can work. You know, this is a huge uh, this is a olive really, branch to all of pro wrestling from really, the company. This is this might be the most important. Um, well, I was gonna say wrestling, but this might be the. This might, might be one of the more important Mania main events since the triple threat with the women. I would say this Correct. is one of the. Mo- I'd say this might be the most important Mania. Um, God, maybe since X Seven. Uh-huh. And I say that because, like, I think with this mania, they were experimenting a yeah. little bit. Right. With, like, the first night and the second night. I mm-hmm. think they were experimenting with, like, okay, should we go this new direction with, like, how we go with the first night? Or should we go, uh, or should we continue what we do uh, with the second night? Okay, so. And I think, I, th- I think because of that, I think this mania will kind of go down. As uh, uh, like vital. a vital, yeah, very vital, and uh, how how this how how it uh, this company continues. Remember this: everything changes tomorrow if they sign that contract. Everything. Everything changes because supposedly Nick Khan's still in charge. Supposedly Paul Levesque is still in charge. Supposedly Vince is some form of a you know influencing force, but they will answer to someone else. From here on out, and it won't be a board. Fifty-one percent is owned by a different company now. That's going to be crazy. Corporate wrestling, legit. But no. what, literally the Fed, right? But we don't know where where that goes. What we do know is, I've never enjoyed WWE wrestling as a product, as a storytelling. You said it the best last night, Ray. WrestleMania is different from every other wrestling show because it really does feel like the end of a season. Nothing else does that. It is the Super Bowl and the end of, you know, the last episode of Daredevil and whatever other show you like all wrapped up into one. And it is incredible, and it is extravagant like nobody has ever produced. And they redo it year in and year out. And I, I it's incredible. And I've never liked WWE more than I do right now. It, mm. it, it really is a great product. And AEW is a good product, too. If you're a wrestling fan, it's crazy out there right now. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Nick, for coming on. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to... The talk to you guys. I like how we're ending it on a positive note. Even though I know the instant I go on the old tweet machine, everyone's going to be saying it's raining fire. <laughs> Ray, you got any final thoughts? I done. Go, uh, shout out to our friends over at the Gin Project. Shout out to our friends at the Gin Project. DJNProject.com. <laughs> shout out to our friends at the Daily Smart, your one stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And Nick. Oh, my name has done this in so long. Acknowledge your tribal chief, 
because he may be here forever and <laughs> go home. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hide under a rock. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Good night, guys. Good night.